Hey friends, let me jump in here real quick to remind you of our sponsor, 25 Transportation and Solutions. That's 25 Transportation and Solutions. They give you quality transportation, delivery services that you can depend on, getting your freight to and from its destination safe and secure. Contact them at info at 25.org. That's I-N-F-O at T-W-E-N-T-Y, the number five, ive.org or you can call them at 240-479-6376 see you out on the road now let's get back to our episode of the truth and coffee time podcast Hey friends, welcome to the Truth and Coffee Time podcast with Diverse Love. I am Denise. And I'm Brian. Get your coffee or whatever your cup of joy is and settle in for some bold conversations, some random topics, a few cuss words, and a whole lot of us. Brian, let's go. Hey friends, it's D. Mr. B is doing sidekick-ish. I'm just here to let you know in this episode, I had the honor to be uh, a part of a relationship summit with um, the fabulous Tiffany Sincino. She is a relationship coach and her IG handle is relationships on the go. Beautiful relationship summit with tons of fabulous relationship experts, life coaches, entrepreneurs um, that was able to share uh, love and expertise across the platform. It was an all-day affair, and I had the honor of sharing my new ebook that's out and available entitled Giving Yourself Grace Daily. It was a great interview. I got to share um, the contents and parts of my ebook. I got to share some valuable lessons with Miss Tiffany and just some love all across the board as we dissected giving yourself grace daily. I wanted to share that interview with you guys and hope that you would get just as much out of it um, as others did. And also go check out my ebook, Give Yourself Grace Daily. Um, short um, ebook, great lessons, workbook. It's a guide in there. It's a journal in there. It's a 30-day challenge in there. You guys are going to love it. It's at my shop on www.diverselove.com. So grateful to Miss Tiffany Sensino for having me aboard. And I just want to share that love with you guys. Here we go. Hello, welcome back to the Secrets to Healthy Relationships Summit. Um, learn to reconnect, reduce conflict, and confidently have the love you desire and deserve. I'm here now with Kay Denise Hendershot. Hi, Denise. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes. yes. 
So um, Denise is a writer, a veteran and passionate advocate motivated by the positive possibilities she sees in the world. She loves writing and blogging about any topic that sparks engagement and diverse dialogue. She is a lover of all things family, from spending quality time with her fantastic and supportive husband, Brian, to enjoying family cookouts and games with her kids and grand joys, as she calls them. Her writing credits include a contribution to the Whose Shoes Are You Wearing journal, um, a co-authored project, um, Grand Joy, and a host of blogs that you can find on her website, which is um, www.diverselove.com. So thank welcome you. again. <laughs> thank you. My my husband is probably somewhere smiling because you said WWW. He always says, oh. you don't have to say that. <laughs> so he's somewhere truly smiling going, oh my gosh, she's rubbed off on you, Tiffany. <laughs> thank you. So I know we were going to speak about, um, you know, like, being kind to yourself Mm -hmm. and, you know, the importance of like courageous conversations. So maybe we can start with courageous conversations and go into, you know, being kind to ourselves. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So I'm so excited. Um, uh, I just finished my giving yourself grace daily ebook and actually working on the companion for, for that um, ebook. And it was just perfect timing that you asked me to come speak on your relationship summit because I thought what better way to introduce my new ebook than to introduce it right here with you. So thank you so much for, for having me on. Um, so I just want to step back a little bit and say, you know, where did this come from? Where did this giving yourself grace daily? What makes me feel like I'm an expert on giving yourself grace. Um, um, So back way many, many years ago, I was in a very emotional and physically abused uh, relationship. And I used to always fault myself once I, you know, finally gotten myself out of that relationship. I tend to have went toward different types of relationship of that of that statue. And I would fault myself and blame myself. You know, I would be the victim blaming, Hey, you know, what did I do wrong? Why is this happening to me? And it really um, paralyzed me in loving myself and it paralyzed me into being able to find love with someone else. And I really had to step back and look at, you know, who am I reevaluate that and how do I give myself grace through this Fast forward to my relationship now, my marriage now. I've been to, uh, with my husband for over 33 years. And when we first got together, that was one thing he said to me, like, what happened to you to make you feel the way you feel about yourself? He helped me to reconnect back emotionally and, and with myself. So I was able to give that that healthy love. So this book, this ebook is really being birthed out of years and years, over 40 years of me just realizing how to give myself grace, how to give myself love, and then putting all that together in this small and powerful guide to teach us how to learn how to love ourselves and how to be more attentive on how we speak to ourselves and how we speak of ourselves and how giving ourselves greatly really frees us to push forward so you can find that healthy love. Or if you're already in a relationship, how can you uh, bring those courageous conversations into that relationship 
with a safe space and and continue to to evolve grace and love within that relationship. So this is this is how I got here today. And I tell you, I'm so excited. I'm loving this this workbook. Um, I'm actually working through it myself. I've done this a million times in my mind, but never really written down everything I felt. So uh, I'm very excited uh, about this this ebook. Very excited, Tiffany. So great. And that's been a takeaway. So I have my takeaways, right? And one is just journaling, right? Being mm-hmm. able to get it out. Mm-hmm. Because we oftentimes hold those things in. And like you said, until you actually sit down and do it, it's like, oh, you know, you think of things that may come up that you didn't think were there, but are there, you know, yeah. maybe unconsciously. Um, and I really love the part about like your husband helping you. Right. So as we think of doing inner work yes. and, you know, especially when we go through difficult times, right? Like how hard it is to kind of get back to who you truly are, but also having a supportive partner who's willing to help you along the way, but not do the work for you, but really support you so it can kind of push you over mm-hmm. that healing process. Absolutely. So important. Absolutely. And willing to ask you the hard questions that going back to that courageous conversation, really putting you in a safe space to ask you the hard questions of what happened to you to make you feel like this about you? And then you being able to open up and say that to, to that person and that person not judge you, but help you to heal through that process. Very important, you know, very important. So with, with the giving you, you're giving yourself Grace Daily ebook, it starts off really helping you to first recognize the type of self-love that you need. Like, what is it? What type of self-love that you need? Everybody's self-love looks different. I I mean, and like, you know, I've heard so many of the relationship experts on this panel say, you know, you can Google it, you know, you can look it up. You know, I'm a knowledge seeker myself. I love it. And you can Google it, but Google can give you canned responses. What does that self-love really look like to you? Because before you recognize that, or before you're able to do that, there is no way that you can, you know, positively give yourself the grace you need to push forward. So you have to kind of figure out what does that self-love look like to you individually, your unique way of loving yourself. A lot of people say, well, you first you need to start working out and you need to start eating right and that'll help you on your path. I'm not knocking that. I'm actually sitting right here in the gym right now as we speak doing this this panel discussion. So I'm not knocking that. But what I would say is sometimes just getting out of the bed is your self-love. Sometimes just motivating yourself to walk from your bed to your bathroom, to look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, I got this. That could be your your self-love. There are so many different steps before you can get to these big ticket wins that you have to overcome first. And that's that may be what self-love looks like to you. Uh, simply putting on your favorite color to help you energize yourself for today or for the day. That could be your self-love. So my ebook starts off saying, well, what is your self-love? Like, what do we know about self-love? Because it, it doesn't mean that you're perfect. Perfection is clearly overrated. It's just you simply reminding yourself of what your self-love looks like to you. Right. So important because you think of it, right? Like on the one hand of, you know, 
going back to what you were saying, we may not always know what we need, right? Mm-hmm. As far as recognizing it, but we know what we don't want, mm-hmm. right? So it's easier to know what we don't want as a basis for what do we want, yes. for one, right? Because yes. we know that. And then just as far as daily, right? Just give it, Just being grateful for it, no matter how small of a step that you have, you know, it's maybe better than it was yesterday. Yes. Right? Like you said, being able to get out the bed, it's mm-hmm. at least celebrating it. At least I was able to do this. Yes. And being able to recognize that and not take it for, oh, well, you know, everything's going wrong, but it's like, well, what did go right? That's right. That's right. And the other part is what you said was so key. Um, I say this to my kids all the time. They, they say, I don't know what I, I want to do. What, what do you not want to do? What are the things that, you know, that, that part to me is so powerful. You know, I may not know what I want or who I want to be, but I definitely know what I don't want and what I don't want to be. I definitely know what I don't want in my life because I know what that makes me feel like. So I definitely don't want that. I, de- I, don't, I don't want to have a person in my life that makes me feel like that. So it's very key to know what you don't want. Um, sometimes it takes us a lifetime to know what we want, but just knowing what you don't want and giving yourself grace to set boundaries for that part is just, that's a powerful win, you know, within itself, you know? So I I love that. I love that you brought that up. Um, that next step into finding out that self-love and what that self-love and that uniqueness looks like to you is digging deep, dig deep into who you are. You know, um, how do you align your goals when it comes to self-love? What are the top three things that you actually love about yourself? And why are you so hard on yourself? And what does your grace looks like? Those are the things that I talk about in the ebook. Like, I want you to physically journal that. Like, what are you expecting, you know, out of out of your self-love? What do you want to obtain out of your self-love? And what does your grace um, look like? I think you have to dig deep within you. And I think that's why a lot of people go to therapy. They don't know, you know, I'm a, I'm a uh, advocate for therapy. I'm an advocate for, for counsel, um, you know, couple counseling and self-therapy and grievance therapy, because sometimes you don't know what you don't know. So you need that person to kind of help you to dig deep into yourself so you can reevaluate what you need and how do you align with your self-love and your goal and then figure out what your grace looks like. Right. So important. And I think oftentimes as we think of, you know, just be it culturally, be it, you know, Mm -hmm. by race, if we consider just by family structures, right. Um, Even within the same family unit, like different thought processes, right. It could be siblings or close Mm -hmm. family just thinking, you know, just within each family unit, what the culture is. Yes. Right? Outside of all those other things that that make us different um, in some ways, it's thinking about like just culturally and all cultures across the board, you know, and working with people from different countries and everything. It's the same. Like in family structures, it's not to be talked about. Like yes. you should say this. Um, you shouldn't go for help. You don't want anyone in your business. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, as far as like you know, as a therapist and a coach, and it's like I'm not here to judge you. Mm-hmm. I'm here to help you get where you want to go. Absolutely. You know? But like you said, they also have to tap into what can I do to at least celebrate me too. Absolutely. And even you know, stepping back when you're reevaluating, why do you? 
think the way you think about self-love and about their therapy and, and getting that necessary help to, to help you bridge the gap of what love do you need for yourself? It really roots back to our families. It roots back to our cultures. Um, speaking for myself, I was um, raised by my grandparents. They absolutely did not believe in therapy and they didn't even feel like it was called therapy. And I didn't know what that word meant then myself. They would always say, well, you don't need a crazy doctor or you're not crazy or what do you need a psychiatrist for? And so they shined on it. So you form that belief that if I go see a therapy, then the world is going to perceive me as being crazy or imbalanced or, you know, or, or something negative. They look at that word as a negative word. But as I was growing up and growing through my pains, I found out, I would say to myself, if I had cancer, I'd go to an oncologist. If I needed work on my mouth, I'd go to a dentist. If I needed work within, I go to internal medicine. So why wouldn't I go to a therapy if I need that mental push to help me figure out who I am and how to love myself and to give myself grace so I can move more freely and be a benefit to others as well as help them be a benefit to me? Mm-hmm. We we just lose aspect of that. So um, I totally agree. And especially in the African-American community, you know, that is almost a running joke sometimes in my family about, you know, going to see therapy. I do think that it's more accepted now as we grow in this age, uh, you know, a progressive progressiveness. I really do. But for us who who live through, you know, that time, it was a big push for us to go get that help that we need so we can identify what our self-love looks like. So absolutely. So true. I mean, so many people I work with and it's like, you're the only person who knows that I'm here, you know, (laughs) and it's like, okay, you know, (laughs) but it's like, I'm not going to tell anybody else that, you know. Yeah, but you know, the the question back for me would be, but why? Mm -hmm. But why? Because your true circle, that grace circle, that love circle, they want, they should be the ones to cheer you on. They should be the one to root you on and say, hey, yes, go get therapy. How can we help you be accountable? What is the, What are the steps that your therapist is telling you to do that we can help you obtain? So you can even be a better friend, you know, or a better family member. So my question back to them would be, would be but why? Because if you're in a circle that you can't tell them that you're getting help, you may want to reevaluate your circle. What's up, y'all? It's me. I'm a Grandjoy. Speaking of Grandjoy, you should get the book on DiversClub.com, Amazon, Target, and Walmart. You should listen to the podcast, too. Truth and Coffee Time. It's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Bye-bye. See y'all later. You know, so I I totally get it. Totally get it. So to go on after you're digging deep, and you're figuring it out what that self-love is, then you need to learn how to speak to yourself. We can't rely on others to tell us what we need to know uh, uh, about who we are. We have to speak to ourselves. We have to figure out what that love language is to ourselves. I heard one of your relationship experts talk about 
I think it was Coach Muffin, talk about love language and relationships. But there's a love language for yourself, too. And we have to tap into what that love language is um, so we can figure out how to speak to ourselves, how to be more kind to ourselves, how to speak to ourselves in love, because it's important for the very fabric of us to be able to dissect how we see ourselves. The world is going to see you how they see you, but how you see yourself is so important. And once you tap into that, you even have a glow about yourself outwardly. Once you tap into the grace within you of how you see yourself and how you can figure out what your love language is to yourself. Yes, very powerful, very powerful. You know, like you said, the things we tell ourselves and even, you know, you clients have meet with individually, like we speak about like creating affirmations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes people feel like, you know, they don't want to, quote unquote, fake it till I make it. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's thinking about, well, I don't want to say that because that's not how I feel. Mm-hmm. But I think being able to think of that language that goes along with it, maybe I'm striving to be this way. You know, I'm striving to feel better about myself by, like you said, wearing my favorite color each day, yeah. by getting out the bed. And, Absolutely. You know, doing that. And I think even with your, you know, journal, just thinking about like how you can start. Right. You have to start somewhere. Got to start. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not as comfortable to speak with someone yet, it's at least start to better understand what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And then I think it becomes a little easier to figure out what you need to do once you're sure on what, what's going on with you. Absolutely. And and then when you think about it, we're all faking it till we make it. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you look at we're all in that same pool and and even if you don't want to look at it as faking it till you make it, you look at it as striving until you thrive. You know, until you can really get to that point where it's muscle memory for you to to speak your love language or to give yourself grace. And very uh, funny that you say, you know, building your own affirmations, because that's the next step in my ebook. It goes right into after you're talking to yourself to building your own affirmations about you. And what I do is I, I start you off, like I give you a sentence and then I, I want you to finish it. Like one of them was, um, grace is my weapon and blank is my superpower. So the weapon is grace, but what makes your superpower so powerful? Your superpower may be the very thing that you feel like the world doesn't want to hear. Your superpower may be you loving yourself. Grace is my weapon. So what is your superpower? You know, so building your own affirmations, you know, telling yourself what you need to know. There's tons of affirmations out there. You know, I'm bold, I'm black, I'm beautiful, I'm blessed. I make my my grand joys say affirmations before they walk out of the house every day. And trust me, they're like, oh, here we go. We got, do we have to, do we have to say this? But guess what? One day I forgot. And one of them ran back in the house and was like, you forgot our affirmations. Like, but the affirmation isn't for me, it's for you. And the very fact, the very fact that you're running back in here to tell me that we forgot, it means that you're starting to believe them too, you know? So absolutely building your own affirmations and, and, and you know, sometimes you, you don't know where to start. And I think that my ebook really helps you. It gives you that starting point. And then you're able to kind of take off from there. So I I love that. Love it, love it, love it. Nice. I think even as you said, that was actually a question I was going to ask is 
how can we set up daily rituals, right? And mm-hmm. as you said, as we start practicing things, and that's been a key theme, right, um, of the summit is as we start to put things in place and do them intentionally, like they become natural and organic. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. by doing that, because you want to affirm them and help them affirm themselves, and you forget and pull back, it's like, no, this is a part of our routine. Yes. So you can't just let it go, like, and they have to say something. Um, what mm-hmm. would you say are maybe some some daily rituals or ways that people can start, you know, just to kind of take inventory and give grace to themselves? Um, yeah daily basis daily my husband calls it front door ministry that's what he calls it he you know because i we have those affirmations sometimes we're we're yelling them as we're running to the door for them to run out to catch the bus you know and before it was like a tug, you know, we have to do this. This is how we have to start our day. I don't want you to go out of here and you have bad energy because you'll take it with you. And, and, you know, bad energy goes with you like luggage. So you got to think about if bad energy will go with you, then good energy will too. You just got to figure out how to tap into it and get, and get there, you know? So, yeah, so we call it front, my husband calls it front door ministry, but the kids, they now, they expect it. You know, even even my my oldest granddaughter in high school, she um, called me from the school bus and she'll and she says, don't worry, I said my affirmations, <laughs> you know, so I'm teaching and helping them to give themselves grace as well. And this is something I'm learning I've learned through my own kids trying to help them to maneuver. And I don't know if I got it right. We, we as parents, there's no manual for us, no matter how many books are out there. There's nothing that can absolutely tap into the intimacy of parenting your own kids. And so we don't know if we get it right. And I know I've gotten probably more wrong than I've gotten right. But one thing I do know is that we all have to give ourselves grace so we can keep freeing ourselves to keep teaching and not give up, you know. Right. So true. And the saying I I like is that, you know, as a parent, like you don't know when you're doing right, but you know when something is blatantly wrong. Yes. Like you said, along the way, maybe some things you question, you know, did Mm -hmm. I do something? But you know if you're doing something that totally kind of can destroy them. Right. Absolutely. So So then when you're when when you are building your own affirmations and now you're stepping into the levels of trying to figure out what where your grace lies. So now this is an ebook that I'm working on now to accompany to to accompany this ebook and uh, it's called the four levels of grace. So now you 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 talked about step uh, uh, self love. You walked into uh, digging deep into who you are. You've practiced talking to yourself and building your affirmations. But what does those levels of grace look like? So those four levels of grace they are that I've coined was internal grace, you have spiritual grace, acceptance grace, and then your external grace. So that internal grace is that emotional, like you just got to get there. I I just got to get out of bed today. I just got to figure out how I can move forward because I'm faulting myself because my my daughter didn't do what she's supposed to. My son didn't do what he was supposed to. My marriage failed. I failed the test. I'm not doing good at my job. There's 10,000 things that you're thinking in your head that you are to blame for. And the reality of it is some of it you might be to blame for it, but that doesn't excuse you from 
pushing forward and giving yourself grace with freedom. So that's that internal grace, that internal struggle, that emotional grace that you, and, and that one takes a long time that because that one deals, you are dealing with you. So that one, get, you know, you have to, to start somewhere and that one will take you a long time. Then there's that spiritual grace. Um, I, I'm very spiritual. I, I believe in God. I'm a Christian. So there's that spiritual grace where you have to say, okay, God, I'm giving me grace. And I have to accept that he has given me grace as well. Um, that's a hurdle too, because sometimes you can say, I'm, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. He's not pleased. You know, I'm not uh, pleasing, you know, in the spiritual sight. And I didn't do everything and I was supposed to. So now you're telling God what he's not doing for you. <laughs> so not only are you not giving yourself grace, but now you're telling the world that they're not giving you grace either. We think things that most time are not even true, you know, so we have to tap into how to get there as well. And then the third one is now it's acceptance grace. <sighs> I'm taking a deep breath, taking a deep breath. And now I'm there. Uh, I've, I've, you know, exercise internal grace, spiritual grace, <sighs> acceptance grace, taking that deep breath, getting out of bed, putting on my favorite red jacket, talking to myself in the mirror, and then being a healthy, healthy mate for my mate, whomever I'm with. That's that acceptance grace. And then there's the external grace, because it doesn't matter how much grace you give yourself, there's always triggers outside of who you are. Once you leave those four walls, after you've talked yourself up and got yourself out of bed and said all your affirmations, once you step out that door, there's triggers. There's always triggers. So you have, we have to figure out how to get that external grace so we can work through those triggers. They're, they're going to be there. We can't do anything about it. They're, they're, that's not in our control. So um, um, those are those four levels of grace. But, you know, there's some tips through that, you know, like treating yourself with kindness and don't feel bad about setting borders and telling someone no and talking to your your inner being. And most of all, being patient with yourself. Just complete. Just be patient with you. You're not perfect. Be patient, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, so true. So true. Right. Because sometimes mm -hmm. that, you know. We can think that we are, you know, when you're not giving yourself grace, like I'm not good enough, right? Because yeah. maybe something didn't go exactly the way we wanted it to go. And, you know, we're our worst critic. Yes. You know, so we tend to, you know, be hard on ourselves than the world is on us as well. So definitely Absolutely. giving grace is important. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a there's a a, a part in, in my ebook that's called the 30-day self-love and grace challenge. And what it does is it gives you, uh, it facilitates to help you to do certain things for yourself every day. And then there's a journal on it so you can jot down thoughts, whether it be a, a full paragraph or whether it just be bullets or thoughts on what did you feel when you did what you had to do on this day? How did you feel and what was your ideas when you did day 18, so to speak? Um, it helps you to just kind of channel your feelings. So you can look back on this journal and say, oh, I felt like this when I did this. And some of the things that are in that 30-day challenge is like simple things. Like day one is just breathe deeply and think of you. 
Like you got to shut down everything. I don't know about you guys, but my biggest issue is I can't shut my brain down sometimes. And so when I don't shut my brain down, if you ever pay attention to when you can't turn your brain off, you're never thinking about you. You're thinking about everything else you have to do for everybody else. You know, your brain won't shut down because I have to do this at work. This deadline is coming up. Those dishes need to be done. Oh, I got to cook dinner for this person. Oh, my gosh. So-and-so's birthday is coming up. So I got to get so-and-so's birthday. And the, the, the plumbing needs to be done. The, get, the grass needs to be. Cr- but there's nothing in there that says, oh, and by the way, I need to hush for a minute <laughs> <laughs> and give myself grace and think about me for just one second or. Mm, I need to think about what do I need to do for me today? Mm-hmm. You know, shutting your brain to just, just pay attention to that part of your brain that, especially with us as women, mothers, grandmothers, nurturers, caretakers, it is very hard for us to think about ourselves. My husband gets onto me daily, like literally yesterday. What do you want to eat? Uh, I don't know. What do you guys want? He says, I didn't ask you that. I'm asking you, what do you want? Focus on you. He is constantly pushing me to focus on me, you know. Um, So we have to kind of get into that. So this 30-day challenge is every day is just giving you little facilitators to help you to hone into you. Things that takes a minute or two. Some of them takes a little bit more. Like there are a couple things that says, you know, reach out to a dear friend who inspires you and have lunch with her and pour into each other equally. You know, we get so busy that we forget to reach out to each other. I'm guilty of it. And so many others are guilty of it that we forget that we need that. We need that interaction. Social media, texting, DMing, that dialogue has taken over so much that we forgot that I can send you a heart emoji, but if I call you and tell you I love you, it sometimes you, that's just the thing you need that day to give yourself grace, you know? Yes, so, so true, so true. Yes, and so good. Thanks so much for sharing that, you know, and thinking of good, um, giving yourself grace. And I have another question after that. Absolutely. So take part in this ebook. Um, work the daily uh, workbook challenge. Work the guide. It's very simple. It's an easy read. Um, it's less than, than 25 pages. It's a lot of work on you. It's journaling. And, I, and the last thing I say in this, in this ebook is no matter what or how you decide to record your grace journey, that belongs to you. Just remember that those are your thoughts and don't write how other people see you, write how you see you. That's so important. So important. Giving yourself grace daily workbook and guide. And um, I also want to offer that I will be um, uh, working up tears to make myself available for when you get these eBooks, if you want to work them in groups or, you know, with colleagues, um, I'd be happy to, um, to work out facilitation for the, that workbook and guide. Okay, awesome, awesome. Yeah, thank you so much, Denise. One thing before we wrap up, I know you said like courageous conversation. Can you give us an example of maybe what a courageous conversation may look like? So, just from my experience, um, so I'm in an interracial marriage. Uh, me and my husband, we've been together, like I said, over 33 years. 
One of our courageous conversations was just recently we talked about the uh, the space that we're in with the racial tension and political. I, I believe that with courageous conversations, you should be able to speak to your mate in a safe space and not um, be so judgmental that you don't want to hear what the other person has to say. Um, for instance, we've ta- we talked about the situation with um, the police brutality in the African-American community. My husband's white, I'm black. My views are completely from an emotional and hurtful standpoint. His views are from the point that he's an advocate and an ally for the African-American community, but he's also uh, a white male who has to take an accountability that people are not going to see him as an advocate and an ally. So I think those are the type of courageous conversations that you have to put yourself in a safe space to talk about. In a relationship, I have to be able to tell you, um, I I heard um, a a relationship um, expert on your panel talk today about intimacy, about sex. You that's a courageous conversation. We are adults. I should be able to come to you to say, hey, I think that we're not in a good space with um, with our sexual intimacy or, hey, I think that if if we got together and did this, that this would do better for us. Those are courageous conversations that you as a partner have to make sure that you put yourself in a safe space so you're able to have those conversations. That communication is key. So no matter how outlandish it it is, it takes courage to come to your partner to tell your partner things that you may not like or things that you may not feel, but not in an accusatory manner, but in the manner of, hey, I think we need to address it and we need to talk about it. So those are some of the type of courageous conversations that I was referring to. Definitely great. And I like that instead of, you know, how, you know, when people say we need to talk, Mm -hmm. as far as the relationship is like dreaded, a we need to talk conversation. Like, let's have a courageous conversation. Yes. Uh, I like that, that, that verbiage. I think it can help us to, to look at it a little bit differently because we tend to have our perceptions that it's not going to go well, Mm -hmm. but in reality, we're just pushing past what our normal limits are to have a conversation about difficult topics. So, And that doesn't mean that you're both going to agree. That's what makes the conversation so courageous. Mm-hmm. We may not never agree, but we have the respect of, of each other's um, care and compassion that we come to an easy medium that I don't agree with you. But I'm glad we had this conversation because now I see your point of view and now you see my point of view. We go with those point of views goes unsaid. We start assuming things. And that's where we get into really dangerous waters when you start assuming things. Right. So good. So good. Well, thank you so much, Denise. Very welcome. Fabulous, fabulous interview. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope that you got um, some great life lessons out of it. I hope that you are practicing giving yourself grace daily. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, Mr. B sends his love. Again, my new ebook, Giving Yourself Grace Daily, is at my shop on www.diverselove.com.
Com. Minimal price, but valuable and huge, huge content and lessons in it. And it will really help you kind of reevaluate and dig deep and give yourself grace. Thank you guys for listening to our podcast. And don't forget to check us out again at our website, www.diverselove.com. Um, contact us as hello at diverselove.com or truth and coffee time at gmail.com. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Hit us up on our IG um, at diverse love or at truth and coffee time. We love y'all for real. Thank you so much for allowing me to share my new ebook, Giving Yourself Grace Daily, with the fabulous relationship coach, Tiffany Sencino of Relationships on the Go. And thank you for allowing us to share our truth over coffee. Thank you, friends, for hanging with us. We got you. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And also, please follow us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. Our social platform is at Diverse Love. That's D-I-V-E-R-S-E-L-U-V. And don't forget, you can listen to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Thank you, friends. We love y'all for real. Okay, me. Take us out. It's Truth and Coffee time. Help me not think about all my lows. Think of who you are sometimes. Girl, you always on my mind. Looking like it's Truth and Coffee time. Tell me what you really want to know.